Welcome to Two Chicks Talk Writing. I'm Isabella. And I'm McGee. Welcome to our show. Today we finish our discussion on the shifting sands of publishing. What is right for you, indie, hybrid, or with a publisher? What has been your breakout book? The first book that I self-published was uh, Moving Violations. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not sure if I caught lightning in a jar or if I just hit at, I did what the marketing lady said to do from the book lovers convention. And, and uh, I happened to hit a week between major publishing uploads. I don't know. Um, you know, I read it and there's parts where I think, well, you know, now, now I know maybe I oughtn't to have done it quite this way, but uh, I'm pretty proud of it still. Um, I can't remember which author it was, but someone told me until they had 12 books on the market, they didn't start to, as you were saying, wag the dog, you know, with the, the volume of books. So that seems like a lot. Um, but if you'd have told me five years ago, I'd have five books out in two years, I'd have laughed in your face. So um, yeah. You never know. But, right? Uh, yeah. What uh, advice would you give to an author who's listening to this or considering, you know, and, and you know, there's all those memes about, you know, how do you know you're an author? But what would you give, what advice would you give to that writer out there who's thinking about publishing? I guess the first thing that I would say is you have to believe in your story, um, but you also have to realize that the average number of, of Les Foot books published is, is uh, 200 in sales or so is what I've, I've, I've read a number That's of places. Average, yeah. And if you are going to self-publish and make $2 a book and pay an editor $1,000 and 1500 for a cover artist, uh, they'll be happy to take your money. But I think you need to be realistic in putting your best foot forward. Um, and also knowing that it's okay to use um, Canva or something to make a cover that's good enough. It's okay to, you know, get your, your cousin that's an English major to do your editing um, for, t- you know, uh, copy edit stuff. Um, but at some point you are gonna have to, to put out for that. And so that's where publishing houses at least give you, you would hope you would at least give you that perspective of, is this thing marketable as it sits? And that's mm-hmm. what they're going to shoot for. You're still your marketing team. So don't think that you're going to just get a publishing house and I'm going to just wait for the chip to show up because you've got to um, become Barnum and Bailey. Let's step right up, step right up. So um, that will not, no matter how you uh, bring your book to uh, the market, it it, it, it is your um again, brand, you know, for another time, but uh, it's, it's your um, promotion of it. And having a, a story that people go, I want to read that is the first step. So if you're a storyteller and, you know, your friends are like, I love hearing about your book, then, you know, we all have that moment. Well, what are you writing? Well, um, see, there's this girl. And then, you know, there's this other girl and, um, you know, <laughs> you know, we all do that, but uh, 
I, I think you have to be as excited about your story as you want your your readers to be. And every story needs to be told. Every 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 book has its audience. Um, it just not be may not be the the number of people that you would like it to be, so that you can buy a mansion and a yacht. <laughs> to quote Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. And I sat in on uh, as a publisher. I was at a, a publishing conference, and the big publishers, Penguin, Random House, Houston, mm-hmm. all of those, you know, basically are saying the same thing right now. You know, they are spending, where they spend their capital and where they spend their money is are on the Dan Browns mm-hmm. and, you know, the Karen Slaughters or the J.R. Wards. They spend the bulk of their advertising on those authors because the return on investment is so high that that's what they're doing now. And in, in this conversation, in this conversation that's being had, I'm sitting next to a former editor of one of these publishers who said, yeah, you know, I went from being uh, this executive down to this, down to this. And finally I'm an editor and, you know, I started with the company 15 years ago, and now I'm looking for a job because they are cutting so much of their services to include editing and, you know, cover design and things like that. And uh, a lot of those uh, publishers, and there was uh, publishers and agents, you know, one of the things all of them said was when they come to, an author submits to them, one of the first questions they ask them is, how many followers you got on social media? How active are you? Mm-hmm. What are you doing on social media? Mm-hmm. You know, because they want to know you got as much skin in the game as they do. Mm-hmm. They want to know what is it because we have limited resources as publishers. And if you're publishing, you know, their, their mid-list authors are, they're hoping for a breakout in those mid-list authors, but ultimately the money's going someplace else. And, yeah. and if you can cover your costs, then you'll stay with that publishing company because, you know, I've known some authors who um, every time they want to go sign their next book, their public, their print runs went considerably down. Uh, Uh One particular author I know of finally got to the point where they just said, yeah, we're just going to release this as an ebook. We're not even going to, we're not even going to make it a print book Uh because it's just too much. You know, we're not going to do a print run. Now, if you hit, you know, 25,000 copies, we'll do a print run then, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know that that's incentive, but I think it's reflective of the market that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that if you want more control over your book as an author, then probably self-pubbing is where you want to be. Mm-hmm. You know? But the skill, the skill set that you need to have includes... Uh, editing or identifying a good editor it includes cover art or being able to identify what doesn't suck for a cover you have to uh be able to um to do the marketing and to do the the information that needs to go there the branding and all of these financial ends that come with it as well there's some 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 uh issues with that and if you can't do all of those things and heaven forbid you have a full-time job. I mean, I don't know how people do it, that they, right. you know, they got to go 40, 50, 60 hours a week somewhere else. And then, oh, and they're going to write in their free time. And, you know, they haven't seen their wife in four weeks. You know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> so I think people need to give themselves a break too. You know, you, right. you don't have to do it all. And um, 
Um, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, as, as publishing changes, where it was 10 years ago is nowhere where it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the stock market. Once mm-hmm. you started allowing software to, and you allowed the average Joe to go into the stock market, the stock market really changed. Yes. Once the average person could start investing for themselves, mm-hmm. that changed. But it also came with risk and reward. Mm-hmm. You know, there were some risks, there were some failures, and then there were some rewards. And I think publishing is kind of on that trajectory as well. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows what's going to happen 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon's so big right now that I don't see how other companies like Smashboard um, will stay competitive if they, if, if, you know, Amazon keeps gobbling up mm-hmm. all the content and all the companies mm-hmm. because, you know, they're ultimately they start to become a monopoly mm-hmm. and they've monopolized the industry that there's been lawsuits, you know, against Amazon um, antitrust, you know, lawsuits and things like that on how they're controlling the market. So I know that's the elephant in the room it's kind of the, the devil that you have to dance with, mm-hmm. you know, all these metaphors. Yeah, um, but, you must but be a you writer. <laughs> you, you have to know what it is you want out of this before absolutely. you start this. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there are so many measuring sticks, you know, and that's subjects for another time in terms of uh, reviews and, um you know, contests and monetary and rankings and Amazon, how much is that number one sticker worth to you? What does it mean to readers? Um, you know, I think there's a lot of um, threads to, uh, you know, that perception of, yeah, you wrote a, a good book and what do you need to feel that validation or... Um... You know, I think writing the book is 10% of it. Mm-hmm. 90% of it is doing your homework, setting up a brand, figuring out how you want to do this. Are you going to be self-pubbed? Are you going to be hybrid? Are you going to go with a publisher? Um, there's pros and cons to both sides. But if you don't sit down and have a plan, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying, okay, here's, I wrote this book, yay me, here it is, and now I'm going to publish it. What does that mean to you? What is, when, when we, when we, you know, when authors should be asking themselves, it's kind of like planning a wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, you can plan a wedding two weeks before it happens and have that wedding. You can plan a wedding three months before it happens and have that wedding. You can plan a wedding six months to a year and have that big, huge moving parts, fantastic DJ whatever, you know, 10 tier cake, 500 people, beautiful dress, obviously money is a factor, but the experience of each of those is going to be different. Mm -hmm. You know, the two week wedding is going to be just what it is, a two week wedding. The three month wedding is going to be a little more effort thought went into it because writing, because the wedding's just the wedding. Mm -hmm. It's all the planning and thought that goes into it. And And that's what I'm, I would say to authors is what kind of wedding do you want? Yeah, I wrote this book. I could literally go in and put it on Amazon, hit send, upload, 
you know, put my book blurb, whatever blurb I have in there. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to get it edited. I don't care. Boom, it goes. Or you can go the next step and say, let's get it edited. Let's get, or I'll just have some beta readers read it. I don't want to invest in it, you know. And my cousin Louie can do graphic design. So, you know, I know he only does cars, but, you know, I know he can put two How chips on it. How hard can it be? Yeah. <laughs> How hard can it be? Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. yeah, throw a Facebook page up there. Do I need a website? I don't know if I need a website. Do I need yeah. an Instagram page? I don't know. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. publishing is always going to be publishing. It's just going to have different iterations of it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, you as the author have to figure out how you're going to engage with that world. Is it going to be published, you know, self, hybrid, fully? And not unlike your analogy, if the person you marry is the wrong person, it doesn't matter whether it's the two-week planning or the two-year planning. In the end, you're still stuck with that schmuck. So your book has got to be your best foot forward. Um, Absolutely. I'm a natural learner. I love to learn new things. So, and I realize that some people do not. I I think in the, in, in the publishing world, in some ways, it's not very forgiving. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you know, um, a cigar vendor said it takes 30 years to build a relationship with a client and one minute to ruin it. Mm. So if your book took a year to create, took a year to make that baby, it just takes one mistake to screw it up for the rest of its life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's that, there's that book um, and the whole story. I don't know if you remember about a book called The Seaman. And uh, I think that's the name of it. And the author self-pubbed it. And people, obviously, the title, The Seaman, um, started trashing it. And then some people read it and gave it bad reviews. And then the author went in and just trashed the reviewer. And so there was this dialogue and it got pretty heated and it made, you know, made the publishing news. And it was like, don't, as authors, don't ever do this. You're going to get a bad review. Let it go. You know, your relationship, it just takes, it takes, you know, a year to make a book. It takes one minute to ruin that relationship with a reader. Well, you know, and social media has added a whole new level to publishing now, too. You know, years ago, it was important, you know, 10 years ago, Facebook was important. You know, it was a way to reach other like-minded people. We saw a lot of uh, lesbian reading groups pop up. They did, you know, one particular group who this woman was, is just wonderful. Uh, she doesn't do it anymore, but every weekend she would have an author interview mm. and she would have authors come on and readers would come in and ask questions and everything. And it really just became such a, it became so popular that everybody wanted to go in and do this because her numbers really went through the roof. And it was, it was, again, Facebook was young. It was growing. It didn't know what it wanted to be when it grew up. So Hmm. it, uh, it really took off, but social media has added such another element to publishing that Mm -hmm. I'm not sure you know, a lot of times when we get submissions, we ask authors, what's your platform look like? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not on Facebook. Okay, Twitter? Oh, I don't tweet. Okay. Instagram? Yeah. What's that? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. 
we're just going to stop right here. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's had a big influence, you know, um, uh, on publishing in, in good ways and in bad ways. Well, and as a reader, I have to say the things that I choose to read are influenced by um, some of the things that I see. That is probably the biggest piece that I'm curious to see what the future will look like in terms of of the whole process of books and how you get them and how you find out about them. And, um, you know, if yeah. it's not trending, will you have any traction ever? And I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know, but it, it circles back around to why you're writing it and knowing that a publisher has a, an eye at a marketing situation that you are not. And just because a publisher doesn't want to publish it doesn't mean that it's not a good book. Doesn't mean it can't find traction. Doesn't mean it doesn't sure. have an audience. It just means you don't fit their silo. So here's some advice I would give, you know, authors who are thinking about going with a publisher. Do your homework mm -hmm. first. Look at who they publish. Look at what they publish. Is that, do, do you fit into their catalog? You know, uh, YA is really popular in mainstream right now. Mm -hmm it's a harder sell in Les Fick, a much harder sell. So many things you can't write about. <laughs> right. Right. And it's not easy just because it's for kids. doesn't mean the book is easier to write. Well, and then you have new adult, which takes it a, a step up, mm -hmm. you know, 18 and over now. And, and still, you know, there are some things you can't still do in, in new adult. If you're going, if you, get a phone call from a publisher who says, hey, I'd like to talk to you about your book. You should have questions you want to ask that publisher too. Mm -hmm. Because it's a relationship and you're both, it's a business relationship. Mm -hmm. So let's be clear. It's a business relationship. Mm -hmm. And you should be asking questions of them. Uh, you know, a lot of times when I talk to authors, I'll say, you know, hey, I want to talk to you about your book. Well, this is great. I'll say, hey, we, you know, we really like the book. We'd like to publish the book. Here's, you know, here's what we do. Here's how it goes. Do you have any questions for me? I will say nine out of 10 people are like, no, gosh, no, I hadn't. And I, when I email them and say, hey, can, we'd like to talk to you about your book. I'm thinking you probably should do some homework at that point because I'm going to call you and say, so what do you think? Um, you should have some questions, you know, for, for the publisher. You should want to know, you know, what are their expectations of you? Mm -hmm. What is it you need to do to make your book a success? And what is it they're going to do? You know, what's, what is it they're doing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and, and ask those questions. Don't just be a passive passenger on the train, mm -hmm. you know, because it could be, it could be a great relationship or it could not be a great relationship depending on, you know, what you know and what you find out. And it's, it's more than just percentages, although that's a good place to start. You know, sure. what is your commitment to the future? Are they going to take your book and put it on a shelf for two years because they have first rights? Are they going to give you two months to reject it or well, all those things come into it? And um, you know, if you are expected to produce two to four books a year or, are you limited to one book a year? You know, and those right. are questions that, are, that I've seen in a lot of people's contracts and they never thought to ask right. uh, themselves that. And um, 
you know, of course, uh, if the publisher loves your stuff and they want to publish more, that's a good problem to have, but it right. still could be a problem. <laughs> right. No, and you're right. I mean, there are some companies who, you know, want three books a year or two books a year or are happy if you just put out one book a year. There are publishing companies that will only do ebooks, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to set a, hit a certain amount and then they'll do a print book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do I get a say in my covers? You should ask that. Do I get a say in my covers? What happens if the editor and I don't get along? Mm -hmm. um, you know, who has final decision, you know, deciding power over those edits? It's not just, oh, here's my book, run with it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I do, I do have an acquaintance that, uh, that we have chatted about experiences with editing and some of the things that uh, that author was so furious about. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> just, just change it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Well, and I think that, you know, unfortunately, some authors also come into this thinking, this is the best book, and it's going to make you and me a ton of money, honey, I'm telling you that. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it's a good book. I don't, you know, we all want to make, look, you know, when we publish a book, we don't, we don't want it to do badly because we lose money, mm -hmm. just as much as you lose money. You know, right. we, we put as much effort into that and, and make sure that it's got good covers, good editing, good layout, all of those things, um, because we're putting our name on the line. We're putting our money on the line. And, you know, I think that as an, as an author, you've got to give it your best college try. Mm -hmm. And as long as you ask the right, we're all on the same page. We're all, you know, playing from the same rule book. We all understand what the rules are then it's going to be a great relationship. You know, mm -hmm. there have been a couple of divas who I've been like, ping, see you later. Thanks. Mm -hmm. um, because it's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not J.R. Ward. Well, and it, it does remind me of rock bands where they have that great breakout album and then they hit that sophomore slump because the first album, they, they, they worked the song for 10 years going up and down the coast doing their bar gigs. And then the second album they wrote in the bathroom at Waffle House and now they can't understand <laughs> why it stinks and no one wants to hear their right? songs, you know. So I think there's, you know, something to be said for that book you've worked on for six years versus the one you just threw right. together. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so yeah I think that. that every, you know, and in every book is a different experience. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that the publishing world has so much to offer for authors. You have choices now, which mm -hmm. is, they didn't have before. You know, you had, when you sent it to the big publishing houses, it either, 99% of them ended up in the slush pile. So now with smaller publishers, with self-publishing, there are fewer barriers, fewer gatekeepers, mm -hmm. and a lot of opportunity out there for people who want to work for it. You know, I mean, and, and, and that's not to say, hey, if you just throw it up there and you go, oh, I don't care. You know, it's about my great aunt Carol who survived, you know, whatever. And that's all I care about. Then that's okay, too. That's okay, too. If you want all your, you know, 340 cousins to go buy that book and and that's all you're worried about that's okay too but there are now opportunities for anybody who's writing to publish and now a tip of the day from the writers to a box 
don't need an agent. You do not no. need an agent because, oh, well, let me quantify that. If you think you're going to send, send it to Penguin, then maybe you need an agent. But if you are going to do the, 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 the typical Liz Vick book, you can approach the publishers directly. For the love of God, read the directions on their website because one person wants it and 12 new time, whatever. And the other one wants, you know, a, a margin of this and a margin of that. And if you can't follow those rules, they don't want to work with you. They can't, yep. you don't pay attention. So read, read yep. the dang directions. That's true. If you have something you want to hear us talk about, make some comments below. Check out our Two Chicks Talk Writing website at www.the2chickstalkwriting.com. You'll find all of our past podcast episodes there, as well as some tools and tips and freebies you can download. You can also check out our Facebook page, Two Chicks Talk Writing, and our Instagram at Two Chicks Talk Writing.